Welcome to the Online Gaming Podcast. This is show 27. Uh, I'm recording this on August 9th. It'll probably go out either on the 10th or the 13th. Um, I've got to apologize for not having a podcast for a month. I thought I had put one out two weeks ago until I checked when I was going to do the news for this one and discovered I hadn't done one two, uh, last week. So I'm really sorry about that, but um, hopefully it won't happen again. I've got to keep to a tighter schedule. I've got a review for you this week. It's yourturnmyturn.com. They just put up, uh, hey, that's my fish. So I thought they finally got about four good Euro games up there. There are two-player-only play-by-website, but that's not a big deal. I'm your host, Kevin Devine, and this is the Online Gaming Podcast. We're going to start off with some news. Um, first news I just told you about, Your Turn, My Turn, has uh, Hey, That's My Fish. They call it Penguin, but it's Hey, That's My Fish. Anyways, some other news. Uh, ACTS, someone hacked the custom modules. And a couple other tables have been hacked again. The Titan tables hacked again. They're, they're fixing them as best they can but if you had custom modules they're going to have to re you're going to have to re-enter all the card card names in place i don't know why the hackers targeting acts but you know leave it alone big news over at atari play it's not necessarily good news hasbro titles um monopoly scrabble yahtzee infograms has signed a agreement with hasbro um, the digital gaming rights are sold back to Hasbro. So Atari Play can no longer have those online. Atari Play had a license agreement with Infograms, and now that's reverted back to Hasbro. Now, I don't know if that means that Hasbro is suddenly going to bring back their online version of Monopoly, Scrabble, and other things like that. We shall see. Uh, bad news for those people who enjoyed playing those on Atari Play. Uh, they're no longer there. So, they've been taken off. Colossus. New build on July 24th. New recruit shits, visibility, event viewer changes, and menu changes. So, the people over there at Colossus are still updating. Addition Errol Koenig at errolkoenig.ws. They're in redesign phase one. I'm not sure what that means, but uh, that's where they are. Full Thrust, the Full Thrust Java play-by-email. Uh, got a few minor tweaks on July 17th. Uh, it's up to version 1.2.1. The call, uh, the you call, we haul scenario has been modified to give the ESU a better chance. The weapons dialogue has been fixed for large space station and other massive ships that have a large number of weapons. The target dialogue is resizable and will scroll. The server is now running the downrated version of the UNSC Grazer. It no longer gets rerolls. Okay, that's the first update they've done since October, so some nice uh, things for their play-by-email. Again, it's it's always nice to see that some of these things are still being supported. Game Table Online put out The Gathering Place. Uh, the Gathering Place is 
the single lobby for all their games. Um, I'm quite happy that this has finally arrived. It was kind of annoying to have to log out and log back in every time I wanted to try a different game. I'm really happy to see that coming there. And there was another announcement that I'm going, checking my email. It was in their newsletter, and that is the core membership program. Uh, they've upped the core membership to 700. Uh, there are currently 606, so there's still time, but you want to get over there as fast as you can. And that's gametableonline.com slash core.php. To ensure that you have a full month to get your gameplay in, new core members have to fall short two months in a row to get the core status removed. If you build up tenure as a core member and fall short for a month and give a good reason, discretion will be used towards maintaining your core status. So, Rob Ang and Jay Adan will be at Gen Con Indie this week. They'll be hosting some game events in the board game room via the GTO website. That, that'll be quite uh, fun. They're also giving away some free tickets for Ohio game conventions. For, they're going to have prize support for game conventions. To kick it off, they have a pair of tickets to AnCon in Hudson, Ohio, being held October 26th through the 28th. And that's uh, actually a very local con to where I live, as well as Con on the Cob in Akron, Ohio. If you're interested in these tickets, all you have to do is post a hosted game time on the GTO game calendar and send an email alerting us to the time of your game session and the convention tickets you want, and follow through with your game session. Tickets are first come, first serve, and one pair per month per customer. If you're involved with the game convention or looking for some prize support, send us an email to the address above with the details so we can help out. The monthly featured game is Battle of the Bands. There's some nice stuff happening over at Game Table, the unified uh, lobby being the best thing. Super Duper Games, they have a bunch of new games that uh, I think I might have missed last time. Let's get to those. Penguin Soccer. It is a truth universe to acknowledge that everyone loves seeing penguins sliding around on the ice, and soccer is, a, is the world's game, right? So take some cute families of penguins, give them an icy soccer field and a ball, and watch the slippery goodness that ensues. Grim Reaper. This is a game where two populations compete for survival. Pieces have gender, can mate, give birth, age, and die. The game is won by the player whose population lives longest or who connects two sides of the board. The longevity of pieces gets around the diagonal cut problem of playing a connection game using a board with squares. This has been solved elsewhere by going into three dimensions. Here the extra dimension is time. The unusual theme of the game keeps it fun whilst also enabling considerable strategic variety and depth. Sounds like a very interesting game. I'll have to give that one a try. San Key. San Key is played on an initially empty hexagonal board. Both players share a pool of red, blue, and yellow stones. The first player wins if there is a complete circle of six stones of one color, regardless of the condition of its center cell at the end of that player's move. The second player wins if there is an orthogonal line of six or more stones of one color at the end of that player's turn. Either player wins if there is a single triangle of six stones of one color at the end of their particular move. Very Simple little um, build-up game. Forms. Forms is a game of isolation where you attempt to force your opponent to capture all of your stones. That's a twist. <laughs> Subdivision. 
You are a real estate developer competing with others to develop a new subdivision. Where you build is somewhat restricted, and what gets built next to you affects your value. Bring down your competitor's value while maximizing your own. And that's all the new games at Super Duper going on over at TraxGame.com. They have the 2007 email tournament results. DGB wins on countback from JMH. So you can check out those results. Uh, Vassal Engine, a few updates there. Attack Vector Tactical Version 0.3 is up. Bloody Ridge from the Gamers Version 1.2 is up. Bismarck 79 Advanced is up. But the Intermediate is down for right now while it's being updated. Princes of the Renaissance. The module is complete, but the person is having trouble uploading it. Hopefully it's up by now. A Master Stroke, the battle for Miktila. Version 1.0 has been added. This is a free DTP game that can be found at wargamer.com slash hosted slash line of departure slash masterstroke.asp. That's one of the things that I'm going to try to focus on in a future episode of the online gaming podcast is the ability to download and make games. There are literally a thousands of games that uh, the rules are online. Sometimes there are pieces online you can download for free. Sometimes you can download them for pay and put them together yourself or have somebody else that you pay put them together for you. And you have a game without spending a lot of money or going to the store. Um, some of them are very basic games, but they're all... They're all games. Uh, they, they've all been play-tested and tested out. Anyways, back to the Vassal Engine. I digress. Combat Commander up to version 1.6. The GMT games. Combat Commander. Reds, the Russian Civil War version 3 is up. And they have an announcement of a virtual Wargamer Con number 4 being held today through Sunday. It's a free online convention of online wargaming hobbyists. There'll be online virtual tournaments, online seminars, and online learn-a-game. You can find out more about that at www.virtualwargamer.org slash vwcon. Hopefully you'll get this podcast in time for that. I'm planning on posting it on August 10th, so you should you should be getting that. Wargameroom.com, their usual... Uh, Slaba updates uh, for the people to 3.5, Rome versus Carthage to 3.4, Paths of Glory to 6.6, Twilight Struggle to 3.1. And they've updated Internet Wellington to 0.4. It's a playtest version, but eventually that will join their other versions up at the top. So a new game there. I already mentioned uh, your turn, my turn. Hey, that's my fish. So that's that. And yucata.de has a new game, St. Petersburg. So that's cool. Um, I'm already in uh, five St. Petersburg games, giving that a try. So uh, when I do a Around the Horn review later where I go back and hit the sites that I've already reviewed and review the new stuff, I'll hit that then. So that is... That's all the news. 
But uh, hey, we do have a review this week of your turn, my turn, at least uh, as much as I could get for this podcast. Stay tuned after the break for that review. Do you want Firefly to live? Damn straight. Do you want Serenity to have a sequel? I said yes already. Where's the outstanding issue? At The Signal, we believe that Serenity is worth fighting for. No power in the verse can stop me. If you believe that too, join us. We are not alone. The Signal Podcast. Make The Signal go further. Because we want our trilogy. I'll take three. This is how it is. I want my trilogy. Firefly Technical Manual. Sci-Fi Review. You're listening to The Signal. I'm Wes. And I'm Carrie. And we are here to talk about Firefly. www.serenityfirefly.com This podcast is proudly listed at the best podcasting directory on the internet, podcastpickle.com. We now return you to your regularly scheduled download, already in progress. You have found the Gaming Podcast Network. I guess you are plus five with perception rules. Okay, this review is probably going to need some heavy editing, so if I miss anything, uh, please forgive me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try a a kind of a live review of the uh, website yourturnmyturn.com, mainly because they got a game I really want to play, and it's Hey, That's My Fish from Phalanx Games. This was a, uh award-winning game has to do with penguins catching fish. And since it's just made its debut over at YourTurnMyTurn.com, I really had to review it. YourTurnMyTurn.com is a, is an English site. Um, I think they are still, the developers are still, um, uh, from the Netherlands. If I'm, if I don't miss my guess, uh, there's a sister site and I can't remember the exact name of it because it's in Dutch. Um, but they've got a number of games online over at Your Turn, My Turn. A lot of your, uh, public domain ones, but then a few, uh, uh, that are, that are not public domain. Uh, Backgammon, Battleship. Castle Danger, Checkers, Chess, Connect 4, Crack the Code, Dice Game, that's Yahtzee, Dots and Boxes, Draughts, Go, Gomoku, Homa, Lost Cities, Mill, Aware, Penguin, which is actually, uh, Hey, That's My Fish, Pente, Reversi, Street Soccer, Subalata, Tablut, Tally Ho, and Word Game. So, some interesting ones there, the Castle Danger, um... Lost Cities, obviously, uh, hey, that's my fish. So, that, and, and Tally Ho is not a bad one either. So I figured I would go about reviewing, uh, this website th- for this week. And, that's just what I'm going to do. 
as soon as I print out the rules for Castle Danger. One, let's see, page three, four, five, and three, four, and five. Pages three, four, and five. Three, four, and five. Playing the game. No. How about two? One. Okay, these things are just... Okay. I've got some way of printing up PDFs of the rules. It does have some really odd with the way the PDF's printed. But anyways, uh, pretty easy to set up. You go to your turn, my turn, you register, you sign up. Uh, base users, that, in other words, non-paying users, you can play up to 10 games. And I think you can make up to 50 moves a day or something like that. Um, and you can get... Uh, a VIP membership. Uh, they, it's all in euros, like I said, uh, Netherlands company. Uh, regular VIP, uh, unlimited moves, 25 normal games, 12 tournaments, auto refresh, no banners. Um, uh, analyze applets. RSS feed of games where it is your turn, something that I think is very useful that a lot of sites should have, but so far I've seen it on this site when you pay, and on Ludaholic. Uh, Super VIP, 50 games, 25 tournaments, and a Mega VIP, 100 games, 50 tournaments. Now, the biggest problem is that it's in euros. Now, if you're overseas listening to this, if you live in Europe or whatever, it's not a big deal. It's euros. But here in the States, 12 euros is $25 because the dollar is not very good against the euro. So, consequently, um, it, uh, it, it's pretty costly uh, across the pond for us to go about... Paying for this site. It's also my problem with um, some other sites um, uh, for whom the what is it for whom the 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 die rolls or uh, it's a it's another site for whom the web rocks. That's a, a play by email site, and they have a lot of nice games, and I'd love to play on there. However. Um, it does cost money per game, and I believe it is only one pound. Well, if I were to send one pound through PayPal, it would cost me about four dollars. And that's not horrible to play a game, but it's not the same as if I was in England and I, and I can, uh, um, Oh wait, it's two pounds sterling, so that'd be four dollars plus all the fees and everything like that. And um, so it's it's this whole 
exchange rate that uh, uh, is really kind of killer. Uh, I think there's one more site, and that's mastermoves.eu. Again, another one um, overseas to pay for their master program. And it's it's again it's in euros it's twenty euros per year, but again, um, that's forty dollars. So, um, uh, yeah, it kind of it kind of adds up. Um, so unfortunately. Again, that's that's the way they do it, and I, I fully understand. They don't want to take dollars. They're in Europe. I understand the whole reason behind that. Um, <laughs> so it's one of those things that it becomes a bit more difficult for us, but c'est la vie. Anyways, games. Let's uh, let's get into some games. Um, I've already played a couple. Um, uh, Crack the Code dice game. Again, like I said, dice game is what people know commonly as Yahtzee. Um, obviously, it's not Yahtzee. Yahtzee is now owned by Hasbro. As I told you in the um, the news section earlier about uh, how Hasbro's uh, or infograms or whatever. There's been a sale, and Atari Play no longer has all of their games anymore, which is kind of a bummer since they were really working on a bunch of new games, and now they can't. Um, your uh, crack the code. You select your code, and then you punch in the other one. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the Master Moves type interface. Um, very similar. Okay, I'm in the uh, dice game one. And I can see my side. It's it's a triple. It's actually a triple Yahtzee type game, and I rolled four ones on the first time, so I'm I'm all good there. This time, my first die roll, I rolled two twos, so I'm going to roll again. There's actually a little animation for the rolling of the dice. Oh, I have four twos. I have Yahtzee, which of course we don't call Yahtzee. We call five of a kind. I'm going to put the five of the kind into the last bracket because there's no reason not to have it multiply by three. When you get a Yahtzee, yeah, put it in the maximum bracket, absolutely. So that's doing me well. Excellent. So Castle Danger. Now this is an interesting little game. Uh you use this this was one of their their euro type games game board is a grid seven columns nine rows the middle row is an impassable river you have to use cannons to shoot over um uh you can build walls uh by putting on a builder uh cannonballs can't go over walls but of course you can't fire out as opposed to them can't firing in either um and you you want to hit the king so uh builders can remove walls or they can add walls cannons fire cannonballs builders um oh i just said they can add and remove walls walls provide protections cannonballs can't fly over them. wizards these uh wizards uh for every wizard, you get an additional three moves. Um, and your king is what needs to be protected. If your king is destroyed, pff, you're dead. 
Um, everybody starts with uh, king, a wizard, and two walls on the board. Um, so I think you, that means you get six moves per turn. Um, okay, on the first turn, uh, blue is allowed is only allowed three moves. Um, all other turns, it's three plus three. Okay. If the current player's portal square, the middle square on his outside row is empty, he can add a new wizard, builder, or cannon to the board on that square. Adding a new wizard to the board will not give the player extra moves for the current turn. Uh, moving pieces, they can be we'll move one square at a time. Building or moving walls can add a wall to any unoccupied adjacent grass square. They cannot be built on the sand or water. Firing cannons can only fire cannonballs in a straight line in the direction of your opponent. One move is used up for every square the cannonball travels. Any existing pieces removed from the board where the cannonball lands. And fire is added to that square. Cannonballs cannot fly over walls. Cannonball can only fly as far as the player's remaining moves will allow. Each cannon on the board can only be fired once per turn. Uh, for the ease of moving, is assume that you pick a cannon and move it to an empty spot on the on your side of the board. You do want to move it and not shoot it. The cannon will shoot if you move into an occupied spot or on or to the opponent's side of the board. Not sure how you move to the opponent's side of the board. Uh, the current player's turn ends when he or she has used up all his available moves. Um, there's an impassable river in the middle of the board, so I'm not sure how you can get into your opponent's um, the, the okay. So I'm gonna put a builder, and I'm going to uh, build a wall. Then I'm gonna move the builder and build another wall. And I believe my moves are over now. So I'm building up some walls. Okay, here's another game. This is... Oh, it's very hard to see where the labels of the games are. Tally Ho. This is Tally Ho. Um, it's a grid. It's a 7 by 7 grid. I'm not sure what that is right in the middle of the game. Okay. Uh, the game is played in a forest. Oh, this is a cosmos game. Okay. The aim is to score as many points as possible while hunting in the forest. One player takes part of the woodsmen and the hunters. The other player takes the foxes and bears. Both sides hunt each other, and there are also ducks and pheasants to hunt, too. On the game board, all the tiles are placed face down. On your turn, a player turns up or makes a move with one which has already been turned up. Blue player starts. On a turn, player has two options. Turn of Face down tile over, move a face up tile. When choosing to turn a tile over, select any one of the still face down tiles and turn it over. Your turn, my turn, make sure the orientation of the card does not change. Moving a face up tile. The tiles may be moved by the following players. Brown tiles by the brown player, blue tiles by the blue player. Uh, green tiles can be moved by either player. The green tile showing a tree cannot be moved. Tiles may be moved in a straight line and only over empty spaces, but they can be moved several spaces at a time. Uh, a bear can only move one space at a time. A woodsman can only move one space at a time. Moving in a zigzag is not allowed, and it is not allowed to make a null move, putting the tile back on the same space as it started.
A green tile, which one player has either just moved or just turned over, cannot be immediately moved by the other player on the next turn. Moving back and forth isn't allowed. When you move a certain tile, you cannot move back to that position again in the next move. In other stalemate situations, the hunted must leave that situation. Hunting and points. The aim of the game is to kill enemy and neutral tiles. To do this, the different characters have different abilities. The woodsman only cuts down trees. The hunter kills all animals, but only in the direction his gun is pointing. This is the reason it is important to flip the tiles over without changing the orientation. Also, the orientation must not change during movement. The hunter can shoot through empty spaces in his shooting direction. The bear kills hunters and woodsmen. The fox kills pheasants and ducks. Killing a tile isn't obligated. When killing a tile, the attacking tile is placed where the now dead tile was. The killed tile is worth points for the player who killed it. Game end. As soon as the last tile has been turned face up, the next player begins the end phase of the game. Each player now has exactly five turns left before the game ends. During the end phase, it is possible to score points in an additional way to killing enemies and neutral tiles. Now you may move your own pieces off the board and add them to your points. This is done using the normal movement rules and getting tiles to the, an imaginary space just off the board where the orange entrances to the woods are. At A5, I5, E9, E1. Any tiles removed from play in this way count their normal value, but for their own player. The game can also end early if all cards are face up and one player has no tiles of their color on the board and isn't able to move neutral tiles. At the end of the game, each player counts up the points for their kills and escapes. Bears 10 points, Fox 5 points, Woodsman 5 points, Hunter 5 points, Pheasant 3 points, Duck 2 points, and Tree 2 points. Whoever has the most points wins. Okay. Some game, uh, some games end undecided as a draw. Um. And then they have a little bit of a quick reference down at the bottom of the rules. The rules are done uh, pretty well. So I'm going to flip the tile over, see what we've got. Uh, confirm my move. And I flipped over a duck. Okay. Next game, Lost City. So this is a great uh, Reiner Knizia game. Um, I really enjoy... Uh, lost cities. Uh, I've got the uh, setup in the middle. You've got the five um, spaces in the middle, and I've got my hand of uh, eight cards. All very graphical, which is nice. I'll go through quick rules of Lost Cities. Um, this is one of the few places you can play Lost Cities play by web. I know you can play on Flex Games, and you can play there. Um, uh, um, you can play it on flex games face to face. Okay, the objective of the game is the aim of both players to lay out expeditions to obtain as much fame as possible. There are five possible discoveries to make represented in five colors. The expeditions are formed through rows of cards from the same color in such a way that the value of the next card added is higher than the previous one. Before laying out number values for a particular expedition, you can make use of up to three investment cards per color. These cards double, triple, or quadruple the initial expenses, but as well the resulting fame points. 
course, all cards in one column have to be the same color. At the end of the game, all started expeditions contribute to the final balance of fame points. The player with the better balance wins. Expeditions are formed by five card sets consisting of 12 cards each, totaling 60 game cards. For each color, the 12 cards are divided as followed. Three investment cards and nine expedition cards with values 2 through 10. Both players start with a random selection of eight cards, leaving 44 in the stack. The active player has to remove a card from his hand and then refill his hand. Then it's the next player's turn. Player cannot pass his turn. To remove a card from your hand, a player has two possibilities. Discard a card on the center row. Any card may be discarded on top of the discard stack on the center line. Um, to play the card to the bottom part of the screen, building an expedition. Only cards that meet the following conditions may be played at the bottom part of the screen. Investment cards can only be played if the expedition has not yet started, or only other investment cards were, or if you're playing on another uh, investment card. Value cards can only be played if the expedition has not yet started or the preceding card has a lower value. If you have an investment, a 6 and an 8 of the same color in your hand, and you play the 8 as your first card, you cannot play the investment or the 6. They are now useless to you. Uh, then you draw a new card, and then uh, when the deck is exhausted, the game's over. I mean, it's a very, it's a pretty basic game. I, I uh, really like it. I'm going to pop an investment card down. Um, so I clicked it in my hand, and I'm going to play it in column E. That's highlighted for me. Um, and then I click to draw a card. Oh, that's kind of odd. My, and I don't get to see what that card is until it's my turn. Oh. Uh, let's see if I click Submit Move. Ah, if I click Submit Move, then it does come back and uh, show me what the new card is. Okay, there's a lot of times where the submitting... Oh, great. Mill. This game is a game I'm very bad at. It's, a, it's an abstract game. You put pieces down, and somehow they can capture other pieces. I, I've, I've never been really good at that game. So... Back to the dice game. Gonna try to get, uh, one, two, three, four. Trying to get a large straight right now. Didn't do it. Gonna go for the small straight. Um, Mancala. Okay. It looks like Mancala, but it's called a wear. Hmm. Anyways. It's got a little graphic hinged box. So, uh, there we go. Now, um, you, you can set up games specific to opponents, um, or let them sit in the waiting room. One of the things that's nice when you have it sitting in the waiting room is you can have it set up up to five games sitting in the waiting room for you. Um, therefore, uh, when you're doing that, it's it's very easy to set up multiple games. So, unfortunately, that's all the games that I can start. Like I said, I'm restricted to only 10, so I can't do 
every one of the games, um, and in some cases I'm waiting for an opponent. The default is to wait three days for the opponent to take a turn. Your turn, my turn, is exclusively two-player games. Even though, hey, that's my fish supports four players, it's programmed simply for two players. Um, this was explained by the admin that... If you're waiting three days for each person to take their move in a four-player game, you're waiting essentially nine days maximum for each turn to take place. Um, and that is a bit long for people playing play-by-web. Um, it's something that I think that ACTS might benefit from is putting in some kind of... Um, yeah, extra email reminder or something after you have there's been no activity in the game for three four five days to say hey hey come on take your move it, it shouldn't be taking you that long uh, ludaholic instituted a new rule that says you need to take turns every so often and um, other things like that so um, that's about all I can do right now in my review of your turn my turn but I I think it's a a very good game. Um, it's very cool that they have Tally Ho, Castle Danger, and Hey, That's My Fish, um, and, and Lost Cities, in fact, all online because those are because those are very um, very popular Euro games. I mean, yeah, they're two-player games, but. Um, they're just uh, they're fun games to be able to play, um, and we'll see how that goes. So that's your turn, my turn dot com, and I guess I will see you in two weeks if I don't forget again to update my podcast. This isn't as this wasn't as bad of a uh, chop job as I thought it would be. There was a little bit of a pause in the beginning and a little shuffling around while I grabbed the rules, but. For the most part, I think uh, it came off pretty well, and um, so I'm going to sign off for now. I'm going to say goodbye. Uh, I will be back in in two weeks uh, with, and like I said, I'm really hoping for the game table online. I'm still only played uh, three of their games. I'm really hoping to get in some of the other ones. They've uh, put out a uh, a prize. And I think I mentioned it in the news. They put out a prize for people who uh, are, you know, starting tournaments or tours or uh, scheduled games or whatever you want to call it. So hopefully, I can get in some of those scheduled games. They're usually at night when I'm at home that I can't play. It kind of sounds kind of strange, but I can actually play the games more while I'm at work, at lunch, or on a break than I can at home. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe on the weekend I'll be able to grab a game or two and uh, hopefully get you that review of Game Table Online. I've been really looking forward to reviewing that, um, especially now that they've got some prizes and all kinds of other stuff that they're offering. They had prizes before, but it's it's a bigger deal now. Um, and uh, if, if I don't get to that, the other... Um, my my fallback is to try to get you a review of Flex Games, which has Shoten Toten and Lost Cities face to face. So one of the two in two weeks. Um, probably not a lot of news, but we'll see how it goes. And I will talk to you later.
We hope you enjoyed today's online gaming podcast. If you have any feedback, questions, or comments, please go to onlinegamingpodcast.blogspot.com or email kdivine at yahoo.com.